When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The pandemic changed a lot of aspects in our lives, but an important one was how it forced us to re-examine our work-life balance. That's led to a trend that some are calling the Great Resignation. But what is it? I'm Roger Chang, and this is your Daily Charge. Joining me to discuss this issue is CNET editor Ian Schur. Welcome, Ian. How you doing? So as part of our broader CNET year-ahead package, we are taking a look at some of the big issues that are going to go into 2022 and obviously, one is the Great Resignation, which has started this year, but likely will will ripple through to next year. First off, what is it? It is incredible. It's actually record numbers of people quitting their jobs. And, and I mean that, like record numbers. So just to give you an idea, in April, when this started to kind of really hit, uh, they started seeing people quitting their job in a single month hit 3.8 million people. Right. And that was an all time record since they they've kept these stats. Then in August, it hit four point two million. And then in September, four point three million. And so far, it seems like we may see that again in November. It's it's we're still getting all that data, but it just kind of goes to show how just a aggressively people are willing to jump from job to job. And what's interesting as well is that the stats also show us that they're not just sitting on their couches. You know, there was a lot of conversation at one point uh, in this country about the, uh, the, the COVID support and the checks that the government was sending out, and it was discouraging people from working. Um, it actually, we're seeing record low unemployment claims. So in November, the Bureau of Labor Statistics counted the lowest number in more than half a century. And even though that's happening, we're seeing 11 million open jobs out there. So all told, it's just an incredible moment where there is far more jobs than there are people to fill them. And the people who are staying out of the labor force probably aren't going to come back or a lot of them are not going to come back. Well, let's dig into that because what exactly is fueling this? Like, I know folks are re-examining their roles in the workplace and, and just how committed they are to their jobs. But I'm curious what what it is that's driving this and, you know, what concepts and ideas about being in the workforce folks are starting to question. Yeah, so I spoke with a number of economists, and by the way, almost all of them hate this term, the Great Resignation, because they feel like it's a, it's a, it's like not a fair representation of what's going on at all. Uh, some of them like to call it the Great Promotion, because what's happening is a lot of people are moving from job to job, either getting a better pay when you work in the retail industry, especially, which is where a lot of these job jumps have been. Uh, you, the only way you really get a bump in pay is by switching employers, right? It's not like uh, the white collar world where you go to your boss and be like, hey, I got a job offer from place X, uh, give me a more pay or I'm walking, right? And in, in retail, generally the walk has to happen. 
So that's part of it. And we've actually seen some of that data show up. For example, uh, the service and leisure uh, hospitality industries have seen pay jumping by double digits. And that is a sign that there are people leaving and the companies are realizing they need to pay them more. Now, of course, these are all coming from lower numbers, right? So that double digit jump, still a lot of them are hitting, you know, just starting to hit that $15 an hour that a lot of people were talking about years ago. Um, but one of the other things that's going on is that a lot of people are starting to switch jobs because they want to be able to work remote full time. This is a new trend from the pandemic. I mean, it was going on before, but what's happened is a number of companies have realized, oh, <laughs> we can steal employees by just offering remote work and we don't have to spend money on office space for them. They don't have to have like, you know, all these goodies in their office anymore. We get to save all this money and we get happier employees. Employees. So there are actually a number of companies that are, are there's just stealing employees left and right by saying, hey, we'll we'll let you do your job from anywhere. You want to move to Montana? Go ahead. As long as you got a good internet connection, we don't care. So generally, just generally speaking, in terms of uh, like, is it right now like it's I guess this is the best time ever in terms of if you want to switch jobs, if you are looking to get a promotion, like you should just quit your job. Well, it depends, right? And and th this is part of what makes it tough is it's not like, you know, hand in your resignation tomorrow and then someone's going to pick you up. This is definitely a world where it's an employee's benefit right now, right? If you are a, an employee and not an employer, you have a better play in the market. But that doesn't guarantee you're going to get a job. It's just much more likely than it was a year ago, two years ago, whatever. And Odds are the best part is that you can be a little pickier. You know, if you are someone who wanted to work remote or you wanted to play with that idea or you want to even be able to work part time and take care of your kids part time, those options are opening up a lot more because companies need you and no matter what. Right. They, they will. They're willing to make these concessions. And also one of the other things is that if you think about it. Um, I was talking to one economist who was uh, following the industry in California, and they told me about how, for example, one hospital that's very large in the Bay Area is not allowing remote work, but a another hospital in Los Angeles is. So the people who are in the Bay Area who want to work remote can just quit, right, or get a job from the Los Angeles hospital, and they're able to do, you know, it's administrative work, right? It's not the people doing surgery. And they're able to actually continue working, and they're getting the same pay, but they're doing it remotely now. So that's part of what's really playing a role is that, you know, suddenly it used to be you only had a certain number of jobs available to you based on where you lived. And that is starting to go away as well. And that's causing a huge amount of disruption. There's one final thing I want to bring up. I know I've been talking a lot, but um, there is the people who are the baby boomers. You know, there was this whole conversation that started really with the recession in, you know, the 2007, 08, 09, 10, about how baby boomers were staying in their jobs a lot longer, right? And the common wisdom at the time was that they had done a really bad job saving for their retirement and all of this other stuff. Most of their money was in their houses. They didn't have the money to retire. And what ended up happening is that a bunch of them stayed in their jobs longer and longer. And now they've hit this point where they've decided, okay, you know, we're in the middle of this pandemic. I don't want to deal with this anymore. I'm done. And so they are just retiring. So that is actually almost half of the 5 million people missing from the workforce between two years ago and now. 
is just those retirees. And the expectation is they're probably not going to come back or they're going to come back in much smaller numbers. So one of the things the economists will always tell you is this is a trend that was actually going along for quite a while. And maybe it sped up by like 10 years, right? We were going to be in this situation anyway, but it just suddenly happened because of the pandemic. Got it. And so uh, in terms of the demographic, I like the Take away the baby boomers. I'm curious, like, what is sort of the breakdown, I guess, both by age and also by job type? Because you mentioned retailers or uh, retail employees switching jobs to get better pay. Like, is there a certain demographic? Because, you know, in the, the sort of the context of it's interesting to see this rate of departure, the rate of resignations, uh, knowing that, you know, there's still some, there are a lot of folks out there who don't have the luxury of just quitting their jobs or, or trying to right. find another one. Um, so is there, is it, is it, is it mostly in the retail space? Are there white collar jobs that are now a lot easier to get? Uh, what is sort of the breakdown there? Yeah, so a lot of it is in retail and leisure and hospitality. So that is a given partially because of what we talked about at the outset, right? You don't, you can't kind of go to your employer and say, give me more money. You just have to leave. But because of stuff like the fact that younger children still can't get a vaccine, or because of the fact that a number of people are still caring for loved ones who might be immunocompromised, cancer, you name it, right? And they can't participate in a COVID world. A lot of them, it's a very high likelihood, are either the ones who are jumping or the ones who are still who are part of that 5 million missing from the workforce. So one of the, the key indicators of someone who's likely to be agitating to jump is that they have family. Right. If they because that is a that is something that presses them to think about what do I do about the future here? The other thing that a number of people who, you know, speak to unemployed people, right, deal with this type of stuff a lot told me was that, you know, they said that there is also a reexamination of life going on. And I think all of us have gone through this on one level or another, where we've thought about as we are living our lives in this just interminable hell that it is, right, with the COVID, that we think to ourselves, okay, what do I want to do, right? What is What does the future need to look like for me, for me to be happy, for me to feel like the kind of, uh, you know, the kind of stability that I, that I thought I had two years ago? How do I get that all back? And for a lot of people, that has meant quitting their jobs and starting, uh, a, you know, a startup, right? Or, or doing their own business or even just taking a risk. And I think that that's really fascinating as well. And it's it's something that you can't, as an employer, you can't count for that, right? You're not going to keep someone who wants to, who says, you know what, I want to start the next Google. Go ahead, right? But I think that's part of what's interesting as well is that emotionally, it's not just employees agitating to have better work conditions. There is a lot of them. But there are also people who are just like, you know what, the world's in the air. I'm going to take this opportunity to go in the air myself and see if I can land in a different way than I was when I started this. Got it. Uh, and lastly, I mean, is this just a pandemic field phenomenon or is this something that's going to stay with us? That That's part of what I think is super fascinating and why I loved reporting out the story is that one of the things the uh, a lot of the people out there say is that this is even if the pandemic ended tomorrow, right? 
snap of the fingers, it's over. This is going to be sticking with us for a long time because what was going on was that these baby boomers, right, the half of the missing people from the workforce, they were going to go eventually. And that was going to create the situation. Nobody had ever seen it before. I mean, literally, this hasn't happened in anybody's lifetime. It's been a very long time since we've been in the situation where there aren't enough people to fill the jobs that are open. And, you know, normally the feeling, you know, all of us, right, have had that experience of feeling like we have our job and we should be thankful to have our job. And there are a million people in line behind us who want our job. That's not the case anymore. And this is going to be a really fascinating trend over the next few years. It will stabilize, right? It's not going to be as dramatic as it is right now. But there is going to be a reworking of the workforce and this kind of this shift of power about employers are not the only ones who get to be picky anymore. And that's going to be really fascinating to see how it shakes out. Nobody really knows what's going to happen because, again, it's never happened in our lifetimes. But it is really fascinating to watch. Definitely. Well, Ian, thanks for your time. You can check out his story and our full CNET Year Ahead package, which is going to be running the next few weeks on CNET.com. If you have any questions, hit us up on Twitter at The Daily Charge or sign up for direct text messages from me by heading to CNET.co slash Daily Charge. And a quick programming note, this will be our last episode of the year as we go on a short hiatus. But we'll be back on Monday with coverage of CES 2022. Yes, 2022 is right around the corner. Until then, have a happy new year, everyone. For The Daily Charge, I'm Roger Chang. Thanks for listening.